Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a Lego man and a t-shirt. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. My my son was playing with his cousin this last weekend for Halloween. We have um, we have cousins. Excuse me, they have cousins. My wife's sister and her husband. They're awesome, and they they're pretty strict with quarantining. And and because they have kids our age, almost identical ages, in fact, you know you got to have somebody to play with. So they came over for Halloween, and we had a great time. We were playing around outside. We got dressed up. Went through the neighborhood. The neighborhood did a great job making it kid-friendly. People actually hid stuff all around their front yards, and we had a map of the map of the neighborhood with participating houses, and people put little little construction red flags out, like landscaping flags out in the front yard. So you knew if there was this orange flag out there, then you could go into the front yard and find some candy. And most people were sitting out on their porches, looking at the costumes, waving to kids. It was actually a far better... Halloween than the majority that we have because one we didn't have to wait super late to go out trick-or-treating and that's not a big deal when you're like 10 but when you got a three or four year old that you're schlepping around that's that's kind of an issue they're falling apart by the time it gets dark and you didn't have to interact with people the same way you could wave to them you could say hi to them they just stayed in their chair there wasn't the awkward like don't grab in the bowl and be a greedy little monster you know, and take like a whole handful and then you have to put some back and then the person says, no, it's okay, you can have a couple more. And you just, it's always the negotiation because you're trying to get the kids to only take one and be grateful. They're trying to take 20 and be greedy. The person's trying to be giving and give them like five, but you don't want to set a precedence for taking, you know, five candies. It's a train wreck. But this time, people had candy in these little grab bags and so the kids would go into the yard and find the grab bag. You yell, thank you, awesome, whatever, and, and you go home. It was great. It was a really good time. And the cousins had a great time with each other, which was wonderful. They were playing in the backyard, running around with glow sticks as it got a little bit darker, and and it was awesome. And towards the end of the night, they kind of disappeared into, into my oldest son's room. He's eight. He's got a ton of Legos, ton of toys, and things like that. And they go in there. As the cousins are getting ready to leave, there's some kind of like brouhaha right? My, my eight-year-old is, is a little upset about something and we can't quite tell what's going on. And it takes a lot of digging. Now, he's kind of got like these tears in his eyes, but we don't understand. Like, look, what are you, what are you upset about? And this is, this is what happened. So he has a lot of awesome Legos. And things he cares most about are these little Lego guys, little ninja Lego guys. They're from like Ninjago and stuff. So he has these little Lego guys and his cousin is in his room admiring his Lego guys. And my son really is a giving kind person. And so he wanted to give the cousin one of his Lego guys, one of his prized Lego guys. But he was also very upset because he didn't want to lose his Lego guy. He didn't want to actually give it up, but he wanted to make his cousin really, really happy. So he was exceedingly conflicted, and he ended up giving him the Lego guy and then was just really, really upset about it. And we had to pry it out of him, and it was very difficult to understand because he couldn't really articulate what was going on for him perfectly because he was, he was trying to defend his cousin 
as he was saying, and give him this Lego guy. But he was also very upset. And it was a very interesting glimpse at who he is. I was very proud of him and pleased with him once I understood what the what the motivation behind these actions were. Because he was doing something that was nice even at his own expense. And he knew this, but he couldn't he couldn't explain it. And because he couldn't explain it, we just didn't understand what was going on. And this got me thinking a lot about who people are fundamentally and whether or not we actually allow ourselves to be that. The only thing that I can keep coming back to that makes sense is I made a QR code shirt recently. Um, So the QR code is that boxy, instead of a a barcode at, at grocery stores and on products and whatnot, you have QR codes now. And QR codes actually interact with your camera on your phone if you have it set up to do that. And what they will do is send you to a specific website, send you to a specific product, send you to specific anything. That's a QR code. And the QR codes on my shirt are literally just a giant QR code on the front. It's a black shirt, white QR code. And if you scan it with your phone, if you just put your phone over it, it will take you to the Matt Todd University website, which is funny because there's nothing on that website besides a goat and a phone number. So for people who have the QR code shirt or saw it, they're like, wait, what is it? Like, exactly. And I would go round and round with students when I first made it. And the thing is, it's funny to me. It's hilarious to me. But the vast majority of people don't get it. A couple of my students do, but they're like, wait, what is it? It's like, it's a QR code and it goes to the website. And once you go to the website, there's nothing at the website. That's why it's funny. And I started realizing that the QR code shirt is just me. That's just who I am. It's a funny thing that I find is funny. But not everyone else gets it. And it's the same thing with my son. Because reflecting on these on these experiences as of late, I've realized that the more the more people allow themselves to become themselves, the more difficult it is for people to understand them. And that hit me like a ton of bricks yesterday. The more I allow myself to become myself, to be who I really am, to enjoy my sense of humor, to do the silly things I do, the less understandable it is for other people because I am becoming wholly and completely unique and honest to myself. And I was telling this to my students and they were kind of looking at me like, what? I'm like, well, think about it. You're 16, right? You, I'm not putting you down. You just, you know, you were like 12, four years ago. So you're not, your computer hasn't really been turned on fully for that long. So you guys are still kind of navigating who you are to some degree. I'm not saying you're not being true to yourself. I'm not, and again, I'm not belittling you. I'm just saying that, you know, I at 38, I'm still figuring out who I am. And what most people do as teenagers is they default to the lowest common denominator. They're not wholly themselves. And so they do and act and say and think the things that most people will understand. They don't really want to step out of line. So they become wholly understandable 
but completely not themselves. And the irony is the times when they do become themselves, when they get most worked up or most emotional, or they, they feel something so greatly that they can't deny it. There's the classic classic scene from The Notebook where, where the, the guy is asking girls, he's like, what do you want? What do you want? And she's just sitting there like, what do you want? He keeps saying, and that's a funny meme for parents because when teenagers get the most worked up because there's something that struck them deeply, it's the most difficult thing to express because they're they're tapping into who they really are. Something struck a chord with them. And it's very, very hard to express. And in those moments, you see it. You see this frustration from the from the younger person's side, which is like they can't express it, but it's them. They feel them coming out and they can't get it out. And I think you just need to be ready for this. And you have a choice to make. You need to be ready to start realizing, oh, this is who I am. And I have two options. I can either be me and have people not understand And I get the benefit of being me, but the downside of people not getting me. Or I'm not me. I go ahead and do only stuff that people really get. And people think they understand me. They go along with me because they can can pin me down. They think they understand me, but they don't really get me. But I get along with everyone. I don't do anything unusual. I don't do anything confusing. And everybody likes predictable, but they're not actually liking you. It's not, it's not a decision to be taken lightly. Some people would much rather have predictability for themselves to know what they're going to do, to not be curious about what their own real thoughts or, or desires are some people would much prefer to not take risks in the world. And I think there's I think there's a very valid argument for that. But for those of us that are really interested in finding out what's in there, just be ready for no one to understand you. Be ready for people to scratch their heads and say, "What? What are you doing?" And you don't have to explain. You don't have to explain. A lot of times, I just smile. But you know what? I'm not just smiling to the person who I'm talking to. I'm smiling to myself, too. I'm Matt Todd. And this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.